3: Just driving around, always using the phase to keep it real. this thing
2: was real, and that's one of the hottest podcasts around. I definitely suggest it. Check
3: them out.
4: Can not we just talk? Can
5: we just talk?
4: check this out fam english speaking english speaking spokesman for the ukraine military ukraine will hunt down russian propagandists around the world Russia
6: hates the truth that their obsessive focus on a Ukrainian volunteer is simply allowing the light of the Ukrainian nation's honesty to shine brightly. Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder, and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. And this puppet of Putin is only the first. Russia's war criminal propagandists will all be hunted down and justice will be served as we in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty, and complete liberation.
7: Speaking as a Chinese who understands China, Can you make an estimate or a guess as
8: to the future of China? Do you think in the near future it will become again a unified country, a strongly unified country that might represent some kind of a danger to Southeast Asia? Speaking as a Singaporean, with some of the built-in memory programming of the Chinese people, I would say that if you believe that the Chinese people will just splinter up into so many warlords, Communist committees, each governing a province, or even part of a province, you will make one of the gravest uh, mistakes about Asia. I'd say that they are determined as a people to unify and build a modern, powerful, wealthy Chinese nation. And I say, good luck to them. And I think the moment they get prosperous, good luck to me, because I'll be much safer. I don't believe, however, you know, the simple theory that they're just going to send their armies across and uh, eat up Southeast Asia. It's too simple for you, for the Americans, and for us, because then it's naked aggression. The whole of South Asia will gel together and meet an incoming invader. But you've, you've got this make-it-yourself kind of revolution. Wars of national liberation, you know. Here's the text. We've got an instructor, he'll teach you how to organize and uh, we'll slip you a few guns and more if necessary and it gets more difficult. Well, surface to air, missile.
3: Are you a competitor? Are you an ally? Are you a, th- are you a threat? How would you regard your relationship with Britain? First of all, between China and Britain, from the Chinese perspective, Britain is not a rival, it's not a competitor, it is not an enemy, it's not an adversary. Britain is just an important country to get along with in peace and in friendship and for mutual benefit. Now, how Britain looks at China, it's up to the British government and people to decide, but I think it will be completely misguided for Britain to view China as an enemy or adversary or a competitor. What do China and Britain compete with? China is the largest manufacturer of automobiles, competing with Britain, no. China is the largest exporter of EV cars and will lead the whole world in EV production. Is Britain a competitor? No. China will be the biggest and most important producer and R&D in terms of semiconductor in no time. Does that mean that China competes with Britain? No. China will be the leading nation in AI revolution. Is Britain a competitor? No. So I think British government should not overestimate its impact on the global scene and view Britain as a rival of China. China is not. China is a fact China is a mega threat For Britain to live with And get along with Let's make peace Rather than Agitate him for
4: war Are you a competitor? See y'all In Africa You see how China is Growing and being A beast in the world And we as African and black men And black women We're not You know And we Thinking about separating these people all together. Come on, man. Come on, Africa. Come on, man. We got to get in a better good footing than that. Stop looking at each other like strangers, man. Let's analyze.
9: Yes, ma'am. Let's what actual evidence do you have as opposed to allegations to show to the American public that would merit an actual impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you- Oh, know, I don't know. ...Mccarthy, for the sake of enacting political revenge. Uh, for this the isn't about political
7: revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interests. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 cell, shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. And we also have the president, on, the vice president at the time, on record saying that the prosecutor was fired. Well, son of a bitch, the prosecutor was fired, right? because the prosecutor was going after the, the company that his son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blunt, I'll turn it over to the attorneys. People can't
9: see that. They I'm, think it's political revenge. It's or because
7: you don't report on it. You know, we are reporting on
9: it today. I'm not sure yeah.
7: how you know what the American people think, but here's what they might wonder. Actually, if you're a federal prosecutor, you would be asking yourself, how can there not have been an indictment for a FARA violation against Hunter Biden? How can there possibly, my understanding and discussions with staff have confirmed my impulse that this would be very much the, the basis of a foreign of a, um, a, a foreign corrupt practices act investigation, uh, given the circumstances that we know. The question is, you know, it's funny after we come out of the events of for, that John Durham, for example, testified to, to our committees about how. Investigations proceeded through our investigative agencies without proper predication. It's not that you have to prove the case. It's not that, you understand. To this point, there's not been a single subpoena to a Hunter Biden bank account, or a Joe Biden bank account, or any other Biden family member's bank account. Because until an impeachment until an impeachment inquiry commences, that's not a jurisdictional possibility. Well, it would be stretching jurisdiction to do that, but. There's ample predication at this point in time, based on that very unusual set of circumstances, which is for no apparent payment for expertise or services rendered, Biden family members writ large received over $20 million. That we, know now, that we know of it is very simple for someone just to insist there's an absence of evidence. But if you can look in the face of that and contend that, that's, you know, anyone has a right to their opinion. What they can't do is change the fact.
1: How much
3: money went from USAID to this, to the work at Wuhan and to their collaborator, Ralph Barrett, at the University of North Carolina uh. to create, the, to collect and make. Coronaviruses
1: that are weaponized that um, are more deadly. So, I first of all reject the implicit accusation in that question, and I do not have, have it at my finger. I, 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 I do not. I do not have at my fingertips the particular details of USAID. Are, are you saying for certain? Are no uh, you
3: saying for certain that no USAID money went to Wuhan question, go ahead. No. So
1: please tell me.
3: Do you, you know? Do you, I, do you, I, are you I, stating I, that yeah, no I am USAID I money would went? I will say.
1: I am happy to take questions from those in this audience. I'm happy to answer them. I appreciate that they treat uh, every person in this room, including myself, respectfully. I'd call on you. I'm now calling on someone else. Go ahead. Treat me respectfully, please tell me. What are you denying?
3: Go ahead. What is your denial? Go. It's a non-denial denial.
5: West Virginia is seeing a 26% increase in positive cases of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. Read that one more time. West Virginia is seeing a 26% increase in positive cases in people that are fully vaccinated. And a 21% increase in breakthrough cases requiring hospitalization for people that are fully vaccinated. We have also seen a 25% increase in deaths of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. Now that's not a 25% increase of of the total numbers or whatever it is a 25% increase of deaths of people that are fully vaccinated over the last 8 weeks west virginia is seeing a
10: 26% increase in positive cases of people that are President Putin remarked on Tuesday that African nations will always remember the dark chapter of Western colonial oppression when European powers trafficked children from the continent, putting them on display in cages. He also noted that these same countries are trying to push their former dominions into indentured servitude. Speaking at the plenary session of the Eastern Economic Forum in Vladivostok, Putin said he was sure it would not be too difficult for Russia to restore close relations with Africa to the level of the Soviet era when Moscow provided the continent with ample economic aid. The Russian leader argued that African countries remember Moscow's help in the struggle for independence and that Moscow had never acted as a colonizer. Our cooperation has always been based on either mutual grounds or the desire to help he said. However, Putin noted that these countries remember not only Soviet aid, but also Western ruthlessness. As late as 1957, people from Africa were taken to Europe in cages. You can't watch that without tears. Children sitting in cages, displayed for everyone to see, Putin recalled. No one in Africa will ever forget it. The Russian president said the West has not abandoned its subjugation attempts. Even now, they are trying to boss around and pursue their generally neo-colonial policies, Putin said, explaining that Western countries have imposed trillions of dollars worth of loans on the region. The West has concocted a credit system with African countries which, by definition, does not allow them to pay back their loans. These are not credit relations. This is some kind of punitive indemnity, he added. However, Russia adheres to a different approach, which gives it an advantage in fostering ties with its partners worldwide, Putin argued. On the other hand, Brazilian President Lula da Silva goes on an executive rant about the International Criminal Court, ICC and says he doesn't understand why Brazil signed up for ICC's jurisdiction. In the interpretation that I accessed, Lula said, I'm not saying I'm going to withdraw from the ICC right away. I didn't even know such a court existed, but I want to know why the US didn't sign the agreement, why India didn't sign the agreement, why China didn't sign the agreement, why Russia didn't sign the agreement, but Brazil did. What made Brazil do it? What made Africa to do it? On my opinion. Forward thinking, forward looking, free nations have no business with ICC. ICC was created for the slaves, the colonies of colonial Europe in Africa and elsewhere. It was never meant to indict anyone from anywhere else but those colonies. It was created as a scaremongering institution to scare African politicians who can challenge the pillaging of our Commonwealth by countries like France and their European friends. That's why they did what they did to Gbagbo of Ivory Coast, just so their French-baked Alassane Ouattara would be installed to protect and promote France's interests in Ivory Coast. ICC hasn't seen or heard of the evils of France and colonial Europe on the continent of Africa, I guess. ICC doesn't function when African puppets of colonial Europe kill, maim, steal, and loot, the treasury dry on behalf of the colonials. They look the other way as these killer, corrupt politicians and their families are given red carpet reception in Europe with bloodstained shoes. They only swing into action whenever the colonials tell them to whenever the interests of the colonial forces are threatened that's ICC for president
4: see y'all another crafty council that he put down another nugget that he shared I wonder did y'all get that y'all how the ICCU work and all that other stuff not against certain countries but against African people that look like me and you hmm Told you, we too much in the crafty council. Be trying to think about who did, who did, who got this, who got this, who know this, who know that. We need, we need to do better than that. Let's analyze.
3: There's no such thing as white supremacy. Superiority, in my mind, means God ordained you to be superior. So if you are so superior, why do you need guns? Why do you need the law? Why do you commit crimes and hide behind the law? It's a myth in your head. Because if you're so superior, you should be able to walk past me on the street and be like, ah, I'm not worrying about that black guy. I'm naturally superior to him. Mm -hmm. But if you have to stop and call me the N-word and throw racism at me and throw flames at me, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. It ain't me. I'm comfortable with who I am. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you comfortable with who you are if you're so superior? So based on your behavior, you're not superior, you're a bunch of cowards. You hide behind law, you hide behind bills, and you hide behind weapons. I said it, and I will continue to say it.
1: If you can talk about Africa as a kind of proxy for this global competition.
11: The African countries want freedom of movement. They're creating the Africa continental free trade uh, community. The United States, France, the European Union, all foreign powers are against Africa uniting and creating roads and railways and ports for the African peoples. The overthrow of Gaddafi in Libya was directly related to the plan by the African Union for an African currency. An African currency, that prevents the outflow of resources from Africa is a threat to France, the European Union, and the United States of America. And that is why the United States is creating the boogie about China and the United States is intensifying militarism in Africa. Next, this war in Ukraine, it is a terrible war against the peoples of Ukraine and that region. But that war in Ukraine is another step of the militarization of the planet where the United States is supporting the fascist elements in Ukraine. Now Africans have taken a position that they do not have any dog in this fight. They want peace in Ukraine. The United States is threatening Africans with the countering Russian malign influence in Africa. They've actually passed a bill in Congress to coerce Africans to support the United States and the NATO war in Ukraine, when Africans are calling for NATO to be accountable for the destruction of Libya. The next week, where Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa are coming together to break the domination of the United States over the world economy the United States is threatening the South African government. It's not by accident that Victoria Newland went from West Africa to South Africa. They have been threatening the South African government and making allegations that South Africa is selling arms to Russia. All of these are fabrications. The United States has now leaning on Kenya to send Soldiers to Haiti. The United States is calling on Kenya to sign a strategic trade investment partnership with Kenya to break up the plans for greater cooperation in Eastern Africa. So the United States is running a mock in Africa based on challenging China. The the, United, the African people do not need the United States to tell them to challenge China. What the people of Africa needs is to plant food to end hunger. They want jobs, they want roads, they want healthcare, and they want tangible resources internationally to fight climate change. This is the most important crisis globally. So we, in this part of the world, need to join with the African peoples supporting peace and reconstruction supporting the replenishment of Lake Chad and do not support France and the United States in the destruction of Africa.
1: Our scandal.
6: The lockdowns are going to kill millions because the number of people waiting for urgent tests and healthcare is now over 5 million and heading so the government admits to 12 or 13 million. The death rate this winter is going to be enormous but it's gonna have nothing to do with the manufactured fake COVID-19 scare. It's all going to be because people have been locked down, because the flu is going to come back, because pathogenic priming is gonna kill people who have the vaccine. It's gonna kill a massive number of people and they're gonna blame it all on COVID-19 and they're gonna say we need more lockdowns. Now that's not stupidity. That's deliberate callous genocide. They killed, they murdered thousands of people in old people's homes, and they knew exactly what they were doing. If I knew what they were doing, I'm sure they did. It was obvious last year that they were deliberately murdering old people in care homes, because this is all a game in their eyes to reduce the world population. That's Everything goes the same way. And then there was the social distancing. Social distancing was always a joke because a cough or a sneeze can travel 25 feet. So if they were going to do social distancing to stop people getting infections, they should have made the distance 25 feet. But you couldn't even try to run a country with 25 feet. So they made it six feet. Or two meters, which is six foot six inches. It's all just made up. And then there were the masks. You've got to wear a mask. I can provide you with about 100 scientific papers proving conclusively that masks do more harm than good. But does anybody care? No. Fauci? Fauci said... Don't wear masks, it's just virtue signaling. Witty said, don't wear a mask. And then the World Health Organization, Bill Gates' little pet medical toy, decided that everybody should wear a mask, so they all changed their minds. And millions of people are wearing masks. The people who don't like to use a plastic bag because it's bad and are now wearing masks, much of which is a bit of plastic and then they're throwing them away, and all the birds are getting trapped. But the masks are doing a massive amount of harm. People who wear masks...
9: What you see, it's never been seen before. It's historic. Do you have a drone to travel above? The objective is, we said, to bring together a million people here. Look at the top. And I think that from this day on, here we will give a one-week ultimatum to France to get its soldiers out of Niger. Otherwise next week we will bring together 3 million And if they do not leave our country We can freely enter the base And march peacefully in our base Because these are lands that belong to us The people of Niger They are not French lands This is clear and this must be done We have been very clear
4: See He said they gonna have 3 million men and they're going to peace. They're going to they walk peacefully. When have the Caucasian man did anything peacefully? Especially if he still don't want to go. And he's like, if he's staying there, that means he ready to shoot and whatever. Then you got a whole lot of people getting killed over there. What well, they already ready to shoot and kill most of y'all. Yeah, you might get them all, but how many people gonna go before they go? There's no peace and no wickedness because it was if it, it, the, the thing that happened to my forefathers in America. We wouldn't be in the same mindset that we will be in. And wouldn't be so much crafty council going on. Let's analyze.
12: Our new Independence Day is August 30th, no longer August 17th. Now it's Independence. Our country is being freed. We are free. We have the right to be free and to express ourselves freely. We didn't know we could be freed. Today we are free. It is Independence's celebration today. It is no longer August 17th.
13: Thank God for touching Gabonese hearts through the army, the military, the soldiers, the National Guard, the firefighters, all the Gabonese that came out. We have walked all the way to here. Our prophet told us to first go home
4: and then wait for the signal to come out.
13: An ongoing military coup is taking place in gabon following contentious elections the country has been under the rule of a father and son since 1967 a group of senior gabonese military officers announced that they have seized power this announcement came moments after the state election body declared president ali bongo the winner of saturday's general election appearing on the state-run television channel gabon 24 the officer stated they represented all security and defense forces in the Central African nation. They have declared the election results null and void, closed all borders until further notice and dissolved state institutions. President Ali Bongo has been in power in Gabon since 2009 and is widely seen as a French puppet who gets rewarded for managing France's hegemony over Gabon. Edgar expels the ambassadors of France, Germany, United States and Nigeria. Niger's recent actions have taken a resolute stance in asserting its sovereignty, leading to the expulsion of ambassadors from France, Germany, the United States, and Nigeria. The nation's new military government, which assumed power following a coup on July 26, made a significant move by ordering the departure of French ambassador Sylvain Eat within 48 hours. This step was taken against the backdrop of increasingly strained relations between Niger and its former colonial ruler, France. The current wave of anti-French sentiment akin to sentiment seen in neighboring Burkina Faso and Mali, Guinea, Cameroon, Ivory Coast and Algeria played a role in shaping this decision. Locals have voiced concerns about the interference by France in the internal affairs of Niger. The new military government, acting through the appointed foreign ministry, announced the expulsion as a response to actions it deemed detrimental to Niger's interests by the French government. One such action. Was the French ambassador's failure to acknowledge an invitation to meet with Niger's new foreign minister? France's government promptly rebuffed the new military government's order, reiterating its stance of not recognizing the authority of the military. The use of force is still on the table, President of ECOWAS warns Niger. President of the Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS Commission, Omar Toure, announced that the use of force is still on the table during a press conference to address the change in leadership in Niger held in Abuja, Nigeria. The use of force is still on, ta- on the table, as provided for by ECOWAS instruments. These instruments are old instruments, as you will see, as you have heard me say, they date as far back as the 2000s, the 1990s, and These instruments have been subscribed to by all Ecowas member states, including the Republic of Niger. So if we have no problem with
12: the instruments, we should not have any problem with the implementation of the
13: instruments. The use of force is still on the table. Abdurahamani Chiani, President of the National Council for Safeguarding of the Homeland. These sanctions are aimed in particular at depriving us of the financial resources essential to the running of our institutions, hindering our daily lives and stifling our economy and small businesses. What's more, these sanctions go so far as to deliberately deprive our hardworking people of all supplies of food and pharmaceutical products. In short, it is as if there were a plan to dismantle our country. ECOWAS is preparing to attack Niger by setting up an army of occupation in complicity with a force that is foreign to us in the community and to our continent. How is it possible to understand why essential food and pharmaceutical products intended for needy populations are left to rot at the borders? How can we understand imposing sanctions on populations that go so far as to deprive them of electricity?
0: You have heard of the quarrels going on in Niger, in West Africa. About uranium being taken to Europe. That's how I, I, I came to know recently. When, when this crisis started, we started getting information that apparently Niger is exporting a lot of uranium to Europe and to France for them to, to use in their nuclear power stations to generate electricity for themselves. So this morning I took interest. I said, by the way, what is the electricity supply in Niger? Before you sell uranium to the other person, how about you? What's happening to you? Now I found, I was told. There is a measurement, they they call kilowatt kilowatt hour per capita. Kilowatt hour per capita. Uh, Apparently, the kilowatt hour per capita of electricity in Niger is 51. 51. Every person in, in, in Niger, Using fifty one kilowatt hour per capita. You have heard of the quarrels going on in Niger, in West Africa, about uranium being taken to Europe.
4: Hey, what's up, this phase? Just trying to highlight y'all, see what's going on. Had a lot on my mind, reminiscing, trying to figure out these things that are going on my mind. Trying to figure out some puzzles. I'm not here to start nothing. I ain't trying to start nothing. Just got some things that I want to get done, some things that I want to get solved, some things I want to enlighten myself with. So maybe y'all take a time and to get the opportunity to stop by and listen to my thoughts. Hope so very intellectual. So, if you get time, just holler at me. I'm reminiscing, all in my room, just trying to figure out a whole lot of things. Until then, y'all have a great day, and thank you for coming in and listening to me. Thanks. I'm about
2: to get on the ass this time. I'm about to get on they wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind, I'm trying to find some unity, tired of the foolery The system abusing me, I gotta ride with the tool of me, this shit ain't cool to me But I'd be damn if I let you niggas make a fool of me, so I keep two me me uh, I came a long way from the block with breakdowns Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter got tired of them shakedowns The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart, I got a lot to say now And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers, I ain't about to play around Whatever happened to freedom of speech, cause they telling niggas what to say now. When you guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act offended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darks work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even want to teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spot the brain that's going to get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this. What's the piece to mark uh, Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my 4-5 still came with a red. I got in this game And I put this bitch in the head
0: People Germany Earns more From coffee Than the whole of Africa Germany earns 6.85 billion dollars From coffee where
4: Africa, and only 2.4 2.0. Y'all see, fam, how Germany exporting Africa as well. That's why I tell y'all about Germany as well. Y'all got to watch them, them, them Germans also. they they racist as hell, and they had bigotry as hell, and they had their foot in the pie as well as putting Africa down and putting this knee in this neck. This is what that's why all the European. Nation are getting ready to fall. That's why they're getting ready to fall fam. Because all this mess that they've been doing for 400 years and then think there ain't nothing wrong with it. Let's analyze.
0: This, this is the, 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 the big scandal. So, what I want to propose to Russia and China is to discourage by policy raw materials from Africa to instead work with the Africans to add value at, at source. This would, tra- within a very short time, transform the economies of, of, of Africa from uh, low income or, or low-middle income to, to, to high-middle income or even fast world. because, like in the case of Uganda, it is in place now, production is high, but we are still producing raw materials. And what we want is first of all procurement, somebody to buy process and products by as policy. Because like in the European Union, if you import unprocessed coffee, it enters the European Union zero tax without tax. But at some point, if you add very coffee, they were putting a tax, 17%, to block entry into Europe processed, uh, processed coffee. There were zero raw material tax for value added. Now, if China and, and Russia were to as a policy, in a very short time, some of these countries, the economy would grow. But economics on, on the side of of course, the Western countries, if we were to export processed products to USA, to to Europe and we earn more money. Our purchasing power would go up, we would have more money and we would buy more European products. It would be better for everybody if you can look at it. It would definitely definitely be a game game changer. On the the military side we buy quite a bit of Russian equipment uh, and it has helped us a lot to stabilize that's why Uganda is a, 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 an island of peace in that part of the world. The sledgehammer that we have against Putin is to shut down the Nord Stream
3: 2 pipeline and do it permanently. This is a real acute and proven threat. I am a big proponent of uh, making sure we stop Nord Stream Two from
7: from happening. Stopping the Nord Stream Two. And you know, Trump also isn't wrong to identify Nord Stream Two, this pipeline that we talked about today, as problematic. There is still time to stop Nord Stream Two if we act quickly. The timeline for
3: action is short. And I'm not going to stop working to halt Nord Stream Two to stop Russia.
7: End the- it. Once and for all, I mean, he needs to kill the key, uh, the North Stream, uh, Nord Stream Two pipeline right now. And I think the most important thing right now, and what Zelensky said, is they want Nord Stream Two stopped. That's what I see as the most tangible reason and the tangible uh, effect. I believe we must stop this Nord Stream Two. Pipeline. we should have brought the project to an end. There's still time to stop it, but we need to act quickly. Nord Stream Two is danger. is a danger to peace as we know it. Nord Stream Two is energy blackmail. It's Putin's pipeline. It's a trap. Uh, a Russian trap. There will be uh, we. There will be no longer Nord Stream Two. We we will bring an end to it.
12: We will put an end
7: to it. Germany should cancel the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. Uh, we're looking at a variety of things we could do there.
1: We've been so far using, trying to use other tools to stop the Nord Stream 2. And we got
7: legislation that was
4: appropriate to now have delayed this project significantly. We need further tools. We're prepared to use
3: those tools should you provide them uh, to us. Uh, and, and we've also used our diplomatic capabilities. This pipeline must be stopped. And the only way to prevent the completion is to use all the tools
7: available to do that.
12: If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or
1: another, Nord Stream 2 will not move
7: forward. Kill Nord Stream 2 now and let it rust beneath the waves of the Baltic.
1: The
5: operator of the Nord Stream gas pipelines, which run between Russia and Germany, says that three lines on the Baltic seabed were damaged on Tuesday. It was a deliberate
4: act of sabotage, and now the Russians are pumping out disinformation. See y'all, all this time they sitting up here talking about Russia blew up their own thing. Russia blew up all their own pipeline, right? They said Russia um, blew up their own pipeline, and you see the crafty council that they all plotted and said what must be done, what must be done to this pipeline now if I was Russia and they did this to me I'll be arming Africa so much that United States and France will would, 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 would be bleeding for Russia and begging for Russia for help because the earth is given to the hands of the wicked and we know the wicked is the people who's running America and who's running Britain who's running France and who run these other European nations now we see that one Caucasian man Putin is trying to do the right thing and try to um, um, stabilize his country and make his country not be infested by America policies and beliefs and standards. Now you see the crafty counsel in that. Now how how many people listen to this and say, "Yeah, Putin still blew up his pipeline." And we already know how quick the Caucasian man is, because this is what they did to our forefathers. You know what I'm saying? The Bible said nothing new under the sun. And these is what these people are doing. And these are what they are doing. And this is why we got to push away from this, this evilness, this negativity, and this wickedness. That's why the Most High said, come away from her. Come away from America. Push your chair away from her table but we always want to ante up and act like they on the up and up. When has America always been on the up and up, y'all? When? See, we don't want to answer these questions because we're running after that dollar bill or the white man got us by the ball or we too scared to say what is really right. Let's analyze. The U.S. Uh, begins
1: then and and under Joe Biden's presidency, sending more than $100 billion in aid to the Ukraine. Now, the U.S. becomes aware that initially, we send cash to fund their government, the payroll, the retirement plans, hundreds of millions of dollars. And then all of a sudden we learn that most of the members of Zelensky's cabinet, including him, are embezzling money from those payments and it results in Zelensky building a luxury house in Miami, Florida, more houses in Cyprus, Venice, Italy, uh, you know, other places, and many members of his cabinet. That level of embezzlement got to be so high that last year, the head of the CIA went there to try to tell them, stop stealing so much money from the aid money we're giving you. The U.S. uh, begins then I just want to
14: leave you with this thought. The revolutionary government in Niger has just increased the price of uranium that it exports on the world market to 200 euros per kilogram. It was previously paying or rather charging 80 cents the french were getting niger's uranium for 80 cents per kilogram and the world market price is 200 euros per kilogram which is what little macron will have to pay from now on you see it pays to stand up to stand up for your rights that's what the people in Asia have done remains to be seen the people in Nigeria will now do the same I just want
4: see there this is why Nigeria the guy took over Nigeria because the president of Nigeria was going for the okie doke stealing money from the people off their resources and now they took them away now other people from who don't uh who, who's not on the same mindset of the people who took over Nigeria want to fight Nigeria because Nigeria is is getting away from the France and Britain France been doing all these wicked stuff now if France if I'm a president or if I'm a man that think about think about my my, my community my family my, my my nation, my country, and I see that these Caucasian people have been oppressing my my land, my people, and my country for all these years, and then I find out that they've been ripping them all, stealing 80%, giving 80%, and getting a 99.5% profit. And you don't feel a certain type of way about it, or you don't stand for right, these are the people. That people in Africa need to be thinking about how y'all looking at y'all leaders and allowing y'all leaders to continue putting y'all back into captivity. Because your leaders don't want to leave a spot because they ain't nothing. They won't be nothing. So they got to fight and fight and fight to be in colonialism. You see how this other African guy asking the United States and France to that. They took him out of power and his family somewhere and this and that. The dude is paralyzed already. He been in office so long, right? That he's so colonialism and white supremacy that you know, he begging the white man, not his people, he begging the white man to get get him back into his rulership. See, the most I gonna get rid of these handkerchief Negroes and if If Gaddafi was doing the right thing and he got his neck chopped off, how come these handkerchief Negroes who's not on the same mind frame and and trying to heal uh, Africa and rebirth Africa to a a new thing. If they got a problem with it, then y'all got a problem with them and then they need to go. Like I said, the Bible says it's a season. Now it's a season to get clowns out of office that don't belong there. If they're not for the people, they only for individuality. Like some of these people that I know that they spit out in Africa, then there's a problem. Africa, common man, Africa, common woman, y'all got to stand up, man. I see y'all roaring. I see y'all roaring, and and, and right there in where the France got their military. Base at and y- y'all are a thousand strong. Y'all need to be a million strong and get these people out of there. Y'all need to be two million strong. Y'all need to be three million strong. Hell, y'all need to be a whole nation strong. Because if you don't get the if you don't get the cancer from off your land, then you're never gonna live. Look at your children; they die. They showing that your children is malnutrition and all this other stuff that they putting on TV making y'all look like, like making y'all look like incompetent people incompetent need help retarded, slow down syndrome that's the mindset they showing us the world and you got these other leaders that's not on board to restore and reheal in Africa then they gotta go man they got a go. Let's Now, y'all, this is some of y'all. Y'all don't want to hear these people that's on Obama and think Obama is the right dude for the right choice. Obama pulled a flam-flam color card on us, y'all. Obama pulled a flam-flam a color charge on us because he was black. He put out all these projectories, but he had a hidden agenda. This is why homosexual came off the gate. Now, I told you homosexual, Obama was a homosexual. I told y'all that. I told y'all all this other stuff. Now, let's listen to the dude, his own self, talk about him and Obama and their relationship. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Well, you ain't got to believe nothing. Because then my thing is, all these president, white presidents came out. You know what I'm saying? They had a choice to legalize homosexuality. But it had to come out a black man to come out. Why? The Crafty Council saw it's all right for black men and black women to, to become on this act of homosexual and and all this so that the Most High can tear him up. Because Satan knows that his time is small, and he's going to take as many of y'all with him as much as he can, and y'all rolling with it. Obama is the devil, and the Most High going to be knocking at his door soon. Let's analyze. The next day was somewhat interesting because he
1: ends up showing up at my hotel room
3: wanted some more. Mm-hmm.
1: I was in the room, there's a knock on the door, I opened the door, and he's standing there. And he's standing there with more coke, and he comes in, and it was just like a quick, you know, rehash or rerun from the night before. So Barack Obama smokes crack and then you perform yep. sex on him. The next day was somewhat interesting because he ends up showing up at my hotel room. He wanted some more. hmm
4: See? y'all don't even want to listen to that Larry Sinclair look him up y'all Larry Sinclair S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R and see who that dude is and is Obama the person that he was that he said he was so you know we don't know this only him Obama and the most high and some of the private people that he know now. Now the crafted council is that United States trying to trying to find plans to get get um um you um um Nigeria president new president in charge out of out of out of order, trying to kill him, trying to get him out. Now, we understand this. This is what I'm saying, Africa. This is the crafty council that they starting to do now. That's why you got to get rid of all those people that's falling behind America policy in Africa because Africa, see, the United States trying to bring Africa back with their knee in their neck. They don't care about black people. They don't care about your skin color. All they care about is what they can get out of you. Rob, steal, and destroy, and rape. That's their mindset. And then if you got leaders that going on against the grain with that, then, you know, you got to get rid of. Them. That's not a The
12: United States is considering its options, which includes eliminating Niger's new coup-imposed leadership according to Russia's foreign intelligence service.
13: U.S. intelligence agencies are returning to the practice of eliminating inconvenient African leaders. The White House is working on various options for strengthening democracy in Niger. Americans see a more effective option as the physical elimination of putschist leaders who have the support of the majority of the population.
12: Well, according to the information um, received by the Russian Foreign Intelligence Services, the United States does not seem satisfied with the developments that are happening in Niger, um, where the interim um, administration which is now headed by the General Chiani recently came to power as a result of a military coup. You'd also remember that the U.S. has previously announced the suspension of some agents from Niger following the coup that toppled President Kazum and Right now, the intelligence service says that Washington is thinking of possible ways to slow down the trend that is currently um, for the West in turning Africa into one of the centers of power of the multipolar world, but also to get their hands on the French legacy in the strategically important Sahel region, I must say experts saying that there is a feeling in francophone african countries that the french has always sided with the people in power regardless of whether they were popular or not and those are people that france continues to use to push their agendas ousted president ali bongo um, from gabon would be an example of that and these experts continue to say that there is always a very strong connection between france and the government who in many instances is not very friendly with its own population and these these are governments and leaders that, in as much as they serve as leaders of the African countries, continue to work for France and are keeping France's legacy alive. But the coup leaders have also called the French ambassador and troops to leave Niger with thousands of people rolling um, for days in the capital of the country and backing the new regime's tough stance against the former colonial ruler. And I guess when we um, particularly speak about that French legacy, it, it, it only talks about what france continues to do within some of these african countries those military bases the currencies and that's probably what the u.s is gunning and aiming for which african citizens are trying to get rid of it remains to be seen whether the coups that are currently taking place within those sides of the african continent will be strong enough to take france out of the continent
10: Breaking news is that Burkina Faso president Ibrahim Traor has accused African leaders of beggary. The 35-year-old president who came to power in a coup and became the world's youngest leader, Traoré thanked Russian president Vladimir Putin for deciding to send free grain to African countries and expressed that Africa should become self-sufficient in food by the next soon my generation does not understand this how can africa which has so much wealth become the poorest continent in the world today and why african leaders travel the world to beg he said on the other hand the situation in niger is even getting worse and let me say that the recent military coup in niger republic has widely stripped naked What could be the remaining cover of the treacherous, unethical, and repugnant role of France in Africa that had been before the coup in Niger. The mission of the white man invading Africa one thousands of years ago was to conquer, steal, exploit, and occupy the continent for his own development. All his deeds were centered only on what he could get from Africa and how to drain the continent for his sustenance. Everything he brought to Africa was evil, and for his selfish interests. Sadly, his mission of exploitation centuries ago still remains the same today. The only change he altered was his strategy. While we all must condemn military coups, we must as Africans embrace the reality that the gathering of imperialists and the threat of military attack in Niger Republic by France, the US, Britain and their conspiring allies are not for the interest of Africa. These countries have a history of what Macron called evil that is still going on in Africa. And wherever they gather on issues concerning Africa, like it is currently in Niger Republic, is equal to the Berlin Conference of 1884, where they came together and cruelly balkanized African territories for their interests. The leaders of these countries have no record of being fair to Africa, or showing respect to African leaders.
9: Take a look at this map. See all those countries marked out. Guess what's common between them all of them are under economic sanctions maybe their leaders or their bankers or their financial system in some way or the other all these countries are sanctioned that's around one third of the world imagine that 33 percent of the world is living under some sort of sanctions but here's the irony most of it doesn't even work it's like fighting a bear with a walking stick does it count as a defensive tool on paper i guess it does But will it really make a difference? That's where the stick fails, and so do sanctions. They're just a safer alternative to military intervention. Your soldiers stay in your barracks, your guns in your holster, and your conscience intact. But where did this idea come from? And how have sanctions evolved over the last century? First things first, what are sanctions? It's the action taken against the economy of another country. The objective is not financial though, it is political. You weaken the economy, you force the leadership to act. At least that's the hope. Parents with teenagers would know. You withhold pocket money when your kids act out. But the idea isn't to make them poor, is it? The idea is to teach them a lesson. Just one problem though. Like teenagers, nations are unpredictable. So sanctions can be counterproductive. The policy is as old as politics itself. Ancient Greece is said to have pioneered sanctions. The city of Athens banned traders from another city, Megara. And did it work? Well, Megara turned to Sparta for help. They ended up fighting for 30 years with Athens and eventually the war ended Greece's golden age. So I guess that's a hard no. But these are rudimentary sanctions. Nothing targeted or complicated about them. A more sophisticated attempt was made by Napoleon. In 1806, he announced the continental blockade. He tried to cut off Britain from Europe. No trade, no travel, not even mail. And did that work? Well, Imperial Russia did not support the blockade, so Napoleon invaded Russia to force them. He lost 300,000 men, his kingdom, and his reputation. So, again, a hard no. By the 20th century, sanctions became more formal. One organization played a key role in that. The League of Nations. The League thought sanctions were a jackpot. Then US President Woodrow Wilson called it a silent, deadly, and terrible remedy. Pretty soon it was put to the test. In 1935, fascist Italy invaded Ethiopia. The League got a chance to use its shiny new tool. Four separate sanctions were imposed on Italy and its dictator, Benito Mussolini.
13: The League of Nations Assembly decided by an overwhelming majority in favor of sanctions against Italy. 51 nations agreed to bring economic and financial pressure to bear on Italy as aggressor in the war in Africa.
9: Did it help? Well, hundreds of thousands of Ethiopian civilians were killed, their country was occupied and Mussolini remained in power. So once again, the answer is no. The sanctions against Italy had two major problems, problems that are relevant today as well. One, they did not include key items. Things like oil, steel and coal were excluded. Those were the main ingredients of war. But the League did not include them in the sanctions. Why? It's an interesting story. Britain and France were scared. They thought Mussolini would react aggressively to an oil embargo. So guess what they did? They asked, him. they asked him if he would object to an oil embargo. Of course Mussolini said yes. So oil was struck off the sanctions list. That's one reason. The second reason was a narrow implementation. Germany was on Italy's side, so they ignored the sanctions. The US was neutral, so they ignored the sanctions. Eventually, the sanctions failed. It was a sign of things to come. The United States tried to do the same with Japan. They put the squeeze on in 1941. Japanese funds in the US were frozen. There was an oil embargo as well. And I come back to my fateful question. Did it work? Well, in December that year, Pearl Harbor happened. Japan attacked the US base in Hawaii.
3: The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the empire of Japan.
9: So once again, I guess not. The sanctions failed. All these examples tell a story. Most countries are not scared or deterred by sanctions. They try to work around them or even worse, they prepare for them. Hitler did that in the late 1930s. He knew there would soon be economic sanctions on Germany. So what did he do? He invaded other countries for resources. I'm not saying that was the only reason, but it was certainly one of them. Another problem with sanctions is consistency. It was a big minus in the last century. Your ally today could be your enemy tomorrow. I have another story for you. In 1939, the Soviet Union invaded Finland. It was called the Winter War. The US was firmly in Finland's corner. President Franklin Roosevelt called the Soviet Union a dictatorship. He also imposed a moral embargo. Certain products would not be sold to the Soviets, like airplanes or engines or spare parts. Cut to 1941, the equation changed. Germany was now the bigger threat, not the Soviets. So what did Roosevelt do? He did a 360. He lifted the embargo and gave military aid to the very same Soviet Union. What's more, he cut off ties with Finland. By then, the Finns had allied with Nazi Germany. All of this happened in just three years. So my point is, sanctions tend to be slippery. You use them for one objective, but the result can be completely different. In most cases, two things happen. One, there is more hatred. The regime you sanction ends up becoming your sworn enemy, like Iran and North Korea for the US. The people also blame you for their troubles. And two, you become self-sufficient. Think of it as a long power cut. At first, you're frustrated and restless. You can't wait to watch TV again. But eventually, you learn to adjust. Maybe even invent a little game to play with the neighbors. Every sanctioned country has done that. Look at these restaurants in Russia. They used to be McDonald's. But after the sanctions, they were Vakusno and Tochka. I can't vouch for the taste, though. So does this mean sanctions are absolutely pointless? Well, perhaps not. There is one instance that stands out. The Suez Canal Crisis of 1956, Egypt had decided to nationalize the canal, but Britain and France were unhappy, so they plotted with Israel to topple Egypt's then-president, Kamal Abdel Nasser. Britain, France and Israel were much superior, yet they lost. One reason for that was sanctions imposed by the United States. The war was bankrupting the UK, so President Eisenhower pulled the trigger. He said, if you don't withdraw, we will sell pound sterling bonds. It Was too much for Britain? They withdrew immediately. So I guess sanctions can work, if you have enough leverage, if you have enough economic power and if you have the political will, but ticking those boxes is hard, especially today. During the Swiss crisis, Britain did not have a choice. They could either back down or go bust, but that's not the case today. Now if the US sanctions you, you can trade with China, if China embargoes, you can get help from America. So you have many options, which is why sanctions never seem to work iraq was sanctioned for close to 13 years that did not topple saddam hussein the u.s military did that in afghanistan the first taliban regime was sanctioned in 1999 no impact it was the guns that drove them out and i'm not saying that we should use military instead of sanctions i'm saying they are not alternatives you can't use sanctions instead of force they're so easy to impose that leaders are almost addicted especially u.s presidents they jump at the chance of sanctioning someone but what has it achieved North Korea has a nuclear weapon. Iran hasn't agreed to a nuclear deal. Russia is still invading Ukraine. China is still imprisoning Uyghurs, And the Taliban are still ruling Afghanistan. They're so easy to impose that leaders are almost addicted, especially US presidents. They jump at the chance of sanctioning someone. But what has it achieved? North Korea has a nuclear weapon. Iran hasn't agreed to a nuclear deal. Russia is still invading Ukraine. China is still imprisoning Uyghurs, And the Taliban are still ruling Afghanistan. It's the people who are hurting.
4: Time to cope out. No one to talk to. So I got to do what I got to do. Can I rise little something? Can I have a little something? Can I roll a little something? Look at me. I ain't fun. Say what you want to say. Believe what you want to believe. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. You ain't shit. That's how the world view you. Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little something? Can I save a little something? Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little something? Can I save a little something? Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little something? Look at me, I ain't frightened. Roll off the clip, brother done flip, this a little tip before I hit you in your lip. Take a little chip, have your little nip, before you get your ass ripped, singing like a ship. Is this a blip? Run around on a mad trip. Walk around and get your ass kicked with no guilt. You're invisible to the naked eye. Look into the sky, ask God why can I die? Dead dreams don't fly. Let me break it down to the new sound. I'm not playing around. I'm making much, much pound. Focus on my riches and I want it now. Say what you want to say. Believe what you want to believe. Do what you want to do. Be you wanna be? You ain't shit. That's how the world view you. Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little Can I save a little something? Can I try a little something? Can I make a little Can I keep a little Can I save a little Can I try a Can I make a little Can I keep a little Look at me, I ain't front. We want you to marinate on this. If you feel this.